This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. We're sitting here high atop, I guess it's the 30-yard line at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, and we're here with Bill Gibbons, who is, now this is a fancy title, this is the Senior Associate Athletic Director for Operations and Championships. How are you? Good, John. How are you doing today? Good. That is a long title there. It is. As, as I was saying, I just tell people I'm the ops guy. <laughs> he, make, he makes it work. With Navy football coming on to us really soon, within the next you know, a couple of days, actually. Wanted to touch base with you and find out what we need to know about Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, as well as, you know, what you do, how to have it enjoy the game, what the games are and everything else. And for those that aren't aware, August 31st at 3.30 is the uh, opening game here at home against Holy Cross. That's correct. Ten days and counting. We can't believe uh, just how fast the summer has uh, spun through as we, you know, we get through graduation at the uh, end of May, you know, commissioning day here at the stadium, right. and we get through that event, and we start focusing on the first game of the year, which this year is the Holy Cross game on uh, August 31st. And we've got a lot of work that we do at the stadium. We were talking earlier, it's a 12-month-a-year facility that gets used, uh, and we do a lot of maintenance work in those 90 days that we have to get ready for the home opener. And we are uh, wrapping up a lot of things we've done this summer, again, getting ready for next Saturday. As you can see, the... Uh, Football field is beginning to take shape with the uh, lines and hash marks and some of the logos. And Well, I was down there for the uh, Fan Fest, and that's a whole new turf. Yes, that uh, it's a went in this past uh, June. It's a field turf product. It replaces the previous field turf that we had in there uh, for eight years, and we're really excited about it. Players and the coaches are excited about it, and uh, we're looking forward to the upcoming season with it. Well, it is. Well, there are three big games this season for me. I mean, you've got Air Force, which is always huge, which is just sort of the second most important game of the year, I think, aside of uh, Army-Navy. Oh, absolutely. When that game, you know, it's Indianapolis every other year, it will be our biggest crowd of the year. Uh, there'll be a lot of VVIPs here. It's uh, for Air Force, uh, you know, our proximity to the Pentagon. Any Air Force one star and up that's assigned to the Pentagon will be here. So a lot of, uh, and same thing from the Navy side, so a lot of military brass here. We'll have a number of cadets here. That get flown out there. D and B will be here, and others, sure. and it's just it's just a great Saturday. That first Saturday in October, we you know we're into true fall weather, and it's just a great day for football. And we've been fortunate the last few years to uh, have beaten them here, and hope to continue that uh, that trend. Always a tough game, doesn't it? Know? It's ne- it's never a given. It's no, never absolutely a given. not. Always a good game. And uh, despite Army's win in the Army Navy games the last several years, I mean, it's never a given on that one either. Oh, so, ab- absolutely uh, not. Absolutely not. But two of the other ones that I'm also looking forward to is uh, October 26th, you've got Tulane, which is the homecoming game here, which is, again, always a big crowd. It's very, very festive and everything else. You've got all the different classes that come back for the reunions, even though there are reunions every single every single game, it seems. And then the SMU game, which wraps up the, the final home game of the season on the 23rd. Hopefully we are still in the running to uh, play in uh, and host the AAC championship game, right. which could be here in Annapolis. Uh that first Saturday in December, if we were the, uh, if we win the West Division and have a better record than the East, but our first two years in the league, it went down to the final home game in that Saturday in November to determine who would host. The first year, Houston beat us it, in yep. Houston, and they hosted. But had we won that game, we would have hosted it. The next year, I believe we beat SMU that same weekend, that same Saturday down in Dallas, and then we were playing that here, the AEC championship game here the next Saturday. So it it more than likely will go down the wire, and hopefully by that SMU game, we're still in the mix of 
another wrinkle with being in a conference, typically we haven't had home games that late in November. Right. But it's uh, that that would make for a tough couple of weeks between SMU. You get a playoff game there in yeah. the or a championship game there in the middle, and then you follow that right up with Army Navy. I remember yes. that yeah, yeah. Uh, it, a couple it, of years it, ago. It was a it was like okay, we're, we're working our working it, our butts it, off. It, it's a tough three to four weeks. It is. Well, I'll tell you, anybody that wants to get tickets, you can still get tickets at NavySports.com. They range from about. $30 for standing room only for adults to a $45 reserve seats, 55 bucks. I think it's a little bit more for Air Force game just because yeah. it's such a high profile game. Probably some of the best entertainment you can get. I mean, I don't even want to call it entertainment, but the competition. And if you're listening to this and you have never seen the pomp and circumstance, the march on, the brigade of midshipmen coming on, and what happens at a Navy football game, you're missing something. You know, I tell my friends that uh, are from Annapolis, you know, I've been in the business for 25 years or more, and I've worked at Arizona State, and I've worked at LSU, and I've been around college, Division One college football all my career. But there's really nothing as special as a fall Saturday in Annapolis for a home football game absolutely you mentioned the march on that never gets tired i always enjoy seeing that the flyover all the pomp and circumstance never gets old and it is if you've not been to an av football game or if you haven't been in quite a while do yourself a favor and come out and see it with that without a doubt i, I one of my favorite moments here was i can't remember which team it was but i was down on the field the brigade had already come in standing over there on the visitor side and the, the opposing team was there and all of a sudden they did the flyover and there's Two football players look and go, shit, they got Jets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, was, it, was, it was just such a great, it was such a great moment. It, was, oh, it is, and uh, naval aviation is nothing better than naval aviation and the uh, FAA teams that we get for our flyovers. And, and quite frequently, they're academy grads and occasionally a uh, former football player, student athlete in the mix as well. So right. it's always, always great to have those squadrons from Norfolk come up and do the flyover. Absolutely. Well, there is a big change for the policies here at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium this year. And we spoke about it a little bit during the uh, the Fun Fest Day in that you're changing up your bag policy. Yes, we are. Uh, we are going to a, a clear bag policy. And this is a policy that the NFL stadiums implemented uh, probably five, six, seven, eight years ago. They've been doing that. If you've gone to uh, an NFL game, most of the Major League Baseball Stadiums and NBA arenas have implemented that as well. And if you're a Navy fan and if you've gone to Army-Navy football over the last five or six years, you're familiar with it or any of the games that we played in Baltimore or even when we played Notre Dame and FedEx, that's the policy in place. Uh, our previous policy is we allowed bags that were 12 by 12 by 12 or smaller. didn't matter whether it was a purse, backpack, camera case, things like that. And now we're going to a policy where... It's got to be a uh, 12 by 12 by 6 clear bag of any kind or okay. smaller. You know, you know what we tell people, you know, I've got a, a gallon Ziploc freezer bag. You can use this just as long as it's 12 by 12 by 6 or smaller, and it's clear. It can be anything. Does not This one has our, our logo on it. does not have to have a logo on it. Could have the Eagles logo on it or the Ravens logo. It does not matter. But um, just not Army logo. <laughs> uh, logo. But we, you know, we do allow. Uh, we make special exceptions. We get a lot of John. You've been to our games. We get a lot of families. A lot of young families come out with uh, infants or young children. So we will allow diaper bags. We, you know, we'll search those at the gate. Tag search to tag those. If so, you can come out. You, know, you still bring the young children out. Uh, you see a lot of them on the grass hill on game days, and medically necessary bags. Sure. You know, uh, 
you know, diabetics, you know, come to mind or any any medically necessary bag where you've got to bring a bag in, you know, perhaps it's got to be a cooler to keep your meds cool or, or any number oxygen of oxygen or whatever oxygen. it may be. Yeah, you know, we'll search those at the gates and we'll allow those as well. We, we want to make this as fan-friendly as possible, but it, it's, it's the next level of security that we need to implement here in Annapolis uh, that, again, is the, is the standard at the professional level. And most of the schools that we play at, I would say more than half of the AAC, uh, has have implemented that, and then across the Division One landscape. And again, in, in the current world environment that we're in, with the situations that happened, you know, it seems like unfortunately weekly now in yes. El Paso or Dayton or wherever. You know, our our main focus is to continue to provide a safe and secure environment for our uh, for our patrons, and we feel that uh, this is the next step. Sure. And I imagine it probably also helps your security and getting crowds through to be able to look in through and see what's in the bag as opposed to opening up a correct one that you can't see in correct. and looking and poking and, around. And it, and it's, uh, you know, our security staff, we use safe management out of Baltimore. They've got several NFL accounts, including the Ravens, and they do the Super Bowl every year. They'll tell you that a bag check into a backpack or a uh, non-clear bag is, is not very efficient because they're not going to do a deep dive into it. They just can't. Right. But uh, clear bags help with that, and it does speed up the process at the gates, getting people in. And, in fact, the military bowl the last two years here uh, has implemented a clear bag policy. So we've done it already in Annapolis for the last two military bowls. Question for you, though. I mean, we hear all the time, like at BWI, that uh, TSA is snagging guns and stuff like that at at checkpoints. Has have you found contraband in the past that that have been a problem you know not not anything of a dangerous note uh well if if something if the gate staff aren't happy you know or had issues with it they'll send the folks back to the car now the interesting that you mentioned that is every two out of every four years we have you the president or the vice president here and the secret service uh mans the gates and right. the magnetometers there and uh after every graduation they'll bring a box up to me of things that people have turned in that w- wouldn't be allowed through security but they didn't want to go back to the cars for whatever reason and it's right. nothing out of note it's usually you know small scissors uh corkscrews swiss army knives sure. things of that nature that the uh that can be used as weapons that the Secret Service won't allow. With, without a doubt. I mean, it's probably... But we've, we've not had, knock on wood, we've not had, you know, digging in a purse and then there's a small firearm or anything of that nature. We're also a high-visibility event mm-hmm. uh, because we are the United States Naval Academy and because we are unique, the service cad- academies are unique, that the entire student body is here for a game. Right. We're a, we are a high-visibility event. And so, again, another reason why we need to make sure that we're providing a safe and secure environment. Yeah, again, I, I mentioned our patrons, our ticket buyers, our guests, but also for our midshipmen. I mean, they are our most valuable asset at the Naval Academy. Sure. And uh, arguably one of the most valuable assets to everybody in America. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah well, <laughs> I mean, they're going out to defend us. W- without a doubt. So, uh, again, because of who we are, we're naturally, naturally a high visibility event but you know having said that we've you know on a, on a we're here in our operations center on a, on a game day we'll have annapolis police annapolis fire dhs uh quite often a lot of times maryland dhs is in here annapolis uh oem um, right is in here we've got all the assets that the academy 
that the city of Annapolis, that the uh, Anne Arundel County, the state of Maryland, and quite often we've got federal law enforcement up here, NCIS, have to bear. We've got here on game, you know, we, we do have here on game day, so we do have great resources here. But, again, going back to the clear bag policy, you can't take anything for granted. No, without, without a doubt. There were some other changes, too, that some actually were uh, implemented last year and some actually, I think, two years ago. I mean, I know if you haven't been to the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium lately, they've got two matching gigantic scoreboards, Panavision's oh, yeah, on both the, sides of the field now, which is, a, which is an upgrade on the, uh, I'll say the Taylor Avenue side was the uh, second one to come on. Yeah, the, the Taylor Avenue side came on the, the year before last. It's been a great addition. Uh, the unique thing is that Taylor Avenue side board, south end board, is the same size as the one on the north end, but because it is so close to the field, it just seems larger. Yeah. And the you know the definition, a resolution on those boards is great for a school of uh, of our magnitude in the American Athletic Conference. There is they are as good a video boards as anywhere. Now they used to have a captain's barbecue uh, down here. Now in in the stadium, you've got two corners that have the superintendent's tent, which is the superintendent of the Naval Academy, and that's his invited guests that can be entertained during a game day. And then you used to have a captain's barbecue, and that's changed up a little bit last year, right? Yes, it has. Last year, uh, uh, Admiral Carter, our old superintendent, only used the uh, his superintendent's tent once for the uh, Memphis game, I believe it was, and so for the other four dates, we created the Anchor Club which was a, uh, an area where you could kind of like lounge outdoor furniture. Uh, we had a couple of widescreen TVs in there. We had bars and food options in there. And you could buy your way in, and one, you could either watch the game from there, and we sold beer and wine in there, or if you already had a ticket to the uh, game you, for another smaller fee, you could get in there for access for uh, beer, food, and wine and to watch the game from the corner of the stadium. Okay, so you actually are, and that was one of the things that I want to talk about. We don't sell beer typically in the concession stands here. And I know that obviously in the uh, NFL the stadiums they do, and that most colleges are now somewhat, some colleges are shifting to allowing alcohol being sold in there. Yes, uh, you see it every day in the news, this school or that school. So, you know, we're not at that point yet. You know, we were talking earlier, we do sell beer stadium-wide at the Military Bowl. But for Navy football, we are selling it uh, to the public in one specific area. So going back to the superintendent's tent and the captain's barbecue, uh, Admiral Buck, our new superintendent, will be entertaining his guest in the superintendent's tent all six games. So we are moving the anchor club over to the captain's barbecue tent. The captain's barbecue tent previously was for uh, a fee you could come in two hours prior to kick and it was all you could eat and drink uh, up through the march on and uh, into kick and watch everything from there and then after kick we shut it down you had to go to your seats so now we're combining the captain's barbecue function event with the anchor club they're both moving into the cat we're calling it the anchor club at the captain's barbecue tent which is kind of on the Taylor Avenue and Rao Boulevard yes, corner yeah what we call the, the southeast corner and you can go to our Go to the uh, NavySports.com website. Got all the information there. But now that function, instead of closing down at kick, will stay through the entire game. Okay. We'll be open the entire game so you can watch the game there. We'll have the uh, widescreen TVs over there. Although, you know, with the two video boards, you really don't don't need need it. it. But we do have that as well. We'll have food options uh, with our normal list of Captain's Barbecue caterers. And then we will have cash bar. Okay. with uh, beer and wine and others. And it's a great event. It's a great setup. It's a great area to watch the game. If you, you can come and go if you, uh, you know, if you have a ticket in the stands and you want to sit with your friends or family. Right. You can't take 
Obviously, you can't take alcohol out, but you can go in there. Okay, so if, I, so if I'm just sitting at, a, at, a, at my seat and I want to have a beer or a glass of wine or a cocktail or something like that, I do have an option yes. to do it here as opposed to going back and swinging out of that bottle I keep in the trunk in my car. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we, we kicked the uh, Anchor Club off last year, and it was uh, very popular, immensely popular, and uh, look forward to combining it with the Captain's Barbecue tent. So, Again, if you've not been to the stadium, uh, these tents are in the corners of the stadium. They're right on top of the field. Uh, great place to watch the game. Very popular place to watch the game. And again, John, as you were mentioning, if you want, uh, you know, if you want to get a beer some point in the game, you, you know, you can buy in, go down, have a couple of beers, watch the game from there, then back to your seat. Then back to the seat. Fantastic. Um, now, the other thing, too, that a lot of people don't understand is that the government doesn't own this stadium. This is not federal property that we're on right now, right? That is correct. Uh, the Naval Academy Athletic Association, who I work for, owns the 64-acre property. As we were talking earlier, the NAAA, as it was called, was spun off from the academy back in the early 1900s as an effort to help take the burden of running an athletic department off of the academy. And they became self-sufficient. And we are self-sufficient to this day. One of the things we tell people is that all these improvements that you see out here, you mentioned the, uh, the two video boards. Nothing was built with government dollars or with tax dollars or with appropriated funds. Everything that we've done out here, and in Chet Gladchuk's 20 years here as the athletic director, he's done Speed a lot. Beating up the alumni. Yeah, he's done <laughs> shaking, quite a bit. Shaking in the, down uh, the money. Alumni have helped in the foundation, USNA Foundation have helped. But everything that uh, has happened out here has been self-generated and uh, not not a, a, a nickel of taxpayers' money. And that's one thing that we're very proud of, that we you know we've paid as we've gone. We were talking about uh, Army, West Point, and Air Force are both going to that model where the athletic department is its own 501c3. Army is, uh, I think, completely there. Air Force has taken a little bit longer. But, you know, the, the, the benefits of that is, you know, we, we, we move at the speed of light. You know, if we want to do something, we do it. Now, we've got policies and procedures in place. But the government contracting process, the government procuring, procurement process, it take a lot of time. Yeah. Well, I, I know that one one place where it really showed the benefit of this was a couple of years ago when we had the sequester and the the government was shut down. And at that point, Air Force was scheduled to play here at Navy, and they were having a tough time getting here. Their team, yes, that and, was a and government. That, that, that was exactly right. Now, the Secretary of the Navy at the time, even though we are self-sufficient and government money was not being used on the Navy side to put on that game, the Secretary of the Navy uh, was cognizant of the optics of it, if you will. Mm -hmm. So he said, "Hold on, we're going to review this. We're going to review this." So we started the game Monday with my Monday morning game ops meetings down in the Yeager Pavilion saying, hey, this is going to happen. Secretary of the Navy or the SECNAV is who say, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then we finally got approval. But Air Force had to find a way to get out here. And uh, Chet Gladchuck had offered to pay for their, their uh, transportation out here. But I, I want to say, I think maybe USA or somebody stepped well, up. I, I think USA stepped up. They had a, a push to their alumni. Yes. And I also believe Delta, Delta. Uh, turned around as a corporation. But and some of their staff, interesting stories, some of their staff were government employees and, and couldn't, couldn't come. travel. And so their uh, Training staff was hit hard. They actually reached out locally here in Maryland and got uh, certified trainers, uh, high school trainers, I believe, to come oh, wow. in and help. But that—that that is the case that uh, they were totally a government entity, 
and they were sequestered, and most of their staff were, go- were, were governor, government staff. So whenever there's a sequestration, all the military, non-essential, non I should say, military and civilian employees of the academy get sequestered. We don't right. because we're, you know, we're in triple Right, and in, in independent there. The stadium here actually obviously hosts Navy football. It hosts Navy men's and women's lacrosse. Uh, it is the home stadium for now for the Chesapeake Bayhawks. That's correct. In fact, they've got they had a game Saturday night. They've got a game here this Sunday evening at five p.m. They've been playing here. They've been a tenant of ours for ten years. Been a great partner working with those guys. And in addition to that, you mentioned other things. You know, we do the military Naval academy. Well, the Naval Academy graduation commissioning ceremony is here. The president is here every four years. The vice president. We do the military bowl here. We've done that since uh, I think we're in our seventh year of that event. Navy's been fortunate enough to play in it twice and win uh, win twice. So we host that in the end of December. We host the Maryland Public High School State Football Championships here the first week in December, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We've got a great relationship with those guys. I remember one July, I live across the other side of town, and I heard all this just rumbling, this drumming, drumming, drumming. I'm like, what the hell is that? We found out and looked over here. I could see the lights glowing. And yes, we, uh, drum corps. We, we've got Drum Corps International, which is an uh, entity out of Chicago, and our partners with U.S. bands out of Allentown, Pennsylvania, bring a DCI, Drum Corps International, event here, usually the first or the last Tuesday in July, and they've been doing that for four years. That's been a great event. We do high school marching band competitions here. We do. Uh, we had Travis Pastrana's. Oh, that's right, Circus. Nitro Circus a couple years ago. It was a great event. We had the NHL uh, Stadium Series game here with the Caps and the yep. Maple Leafs. We've had uh, Major League Soccer. We had the DC United came over and played the Columbus Crew a couple of Aprils ago while they were uh, waiting to get their stadium finished. So we've done a number of things. Uh, we've we've done some rugby here before Army Navy rugby has been in here before. We you know we are a full twelve month a year facility with. Events in the stadium with events in the parking lot. We were talking about the Annapolis 10-miler. This uh, Sunday will start and finish here. We've got banquet and hospitality space that we do reunions, wakes, business meetings, corporate meetings, retirement parties, wedding receptions, retreats, any number of things. We, we've got spaces for as small as 5 to 10 up to several hundred if not more well, I, I i was looking at the website and it's it's somewhat amazing like you say you've got some of the smaller we'll say like the suite levels that could handle a group of as you said five to ten people maybe it's just mm-hmm. an executive committee of a company that wants to get away and work for a day or something like that yeah we've had several uh government uh entities out of uh, federal government entities out of uh dc will come over here it's close enough for a high level off-site retreat where they know they won't be bothered but it's close enough to dc to, to and, get in and uh, out to get in and out we you know we do that quite frequently and uh, again just any number of events in our hospitality well, on space. the on on the opposite end of that you could rent the field and i saw that you have a tented capacity of seating 6500 people i don't know that that's uh, ever happened that's that has not, not happened and with our new field not sure that we would <laughs> do it but we never say never here on events and if the event were right and the opportunity was right we you know we would definitely look does, does it that. make you cringe from a football perspective to put the commissioning ceremony on here Absolutely not. That is, you know, part of who we are. Uh, we go with a multi-purpose field just for that. I mean, that that commissioning ceremony, such a special event, does not make us cringe. And we, you know, we've got uh, stadium staff here. Preston Johnson and his crew do a great job of maintaining the field. But we've uh, 
you know, we've had that, you know, commissioning week on a Friday and the previous Sunday, we've had NCAA lacrosse right. quarterfinals in here. So we're, we're multi-purpose. Uh, we've got a good staff with the stadium staff and all the vendors that operate out here that we're able to do a number of events, you know, on consecutive days or consecutive weeks. And going back to the point that uh, we are not a government entity and we're self-sustaining, the stadium has to be self-sufficient. You know, I'm charged with uh, uh, not only maintaining the stadium and the memorial, uh, as it were, uh, because... And, the, and the, the stadium is a memorial. Yeah, it's not, it, it's not it kidding. Is a, it is a memorial, but uh, it costs a lot of money to uh, maintain and operate a facility of this size. So we've got to be self-sufficient, and the stadium has to operate in the black. And that's why... Not only do we enjoy doing the, these events, these rental events, but they help sustain the, the memorial. The, the improvements in the stadium, as we look across the, the field here, you've got the Akerson Tower. Did I pronounce that right? Akerson Tower. Akerson? Uh, the first phase there should of be a stand there if it's yes. Akerson. Okay. <laughs> first phase of Akerson Tower opened in uh, 2010, my first year here, which was the middle part where we have four suites and the TV announce position for uh, uh, football and lacrosse opened in 2010. And then 2015... The, uh, the actual club seating areas opened, and we added two more suites. And those, uh, the Akerson Tower is a 12-month-a-year facility. We do a number of uh, dinners, reunions, parties as well up there. And in and around football game, the Holy Cross uh, game will have a big event up there on Friday. Then uh, we'll have an event pregame in there on Saturday, and then our ticket holders will come in as well. So it's a very great space. Our uh, donors that sit up there, love it. The suite holders up there love that area, and it's been a great addition for football game day and then for us as a from our hospitality side uh, for the rest of the time. And I know you host the Touchdown Club's banquet there yes, pretty uh, much Army over Navy, there. Yes, uh, the uh, Annapolis Touchdown Club has a uh, reception up there. I think it's the Wednesday before Army Navy. They've you know historically yep. done that. And you've got you've got the uh, community meetings. I know West yes, Annapolis. Yes, in thing. fact, uh, this not uh, this upcoming Tuesday uh, we'll have our Germantown Homewood Annapolis uh, our Admiral Heights neighborhood meeting up there. Chet likes to have a, a neighborhood meeting yearly just to uh, meet with the neighbors. And you know, that's that's one thing. I want to get a little bit off track here. That's one g- really good thing because I mean, okay, you are such a you are one of the best neighbors. In the city. I mean, I remember when Travis Pastrana was coming in. I mean, and I remember how hard you worked out to talk to the neighbors, to address any noise concerns that they have. I know when the neighbors have ever had any kind of a complaint, you guys have, have, have come up and done it. I mean, but for s- such a facility that has the potential to be a bad neighbor, and I mean, you, you're an industrial facility, for lack of a better word. I mean, you're not residential. You're sort of nestled into this residential thing. You guys are a fantastic neighbor. Yeah, and all the credit to uh, Chet Gladchuk on that. He's very cognizant of the fact that we've got Admiral Heights right over there, and we've got Germantown Homewood right there in these neighborhoods off Taylor Avenue, and the impact that full stadium events have on those neighborhoods. And we've got some really good feedback from them and we've several years back we've started handing out magnets that have got the stadium operations center number on it that if you've got an issue on an event day you can call that number and we can dispatch stadium staff we can dispatch annapolis police if it's a you know or the fire department if it's an issue of that magnitude or if there's just something that we need to be made aware of and then we also uh i mean right now if you were to call that number it rolls over to my cell phone so, you know, Chet's vision is that if somebody sees something after hours and just wants to let us know that, hey, there's a problem, they can call and reach somebody. 
That's fantastic. And, and you know, he again, he's cognizant of it. We, you know, so we handed out those. Mag- we had uh, some of our uh, summer staff go out in the neighborhoods three summers and hand those out to the streets around the stadium and we hand them out at the neighborhood meetings as well and we've got the you know through feedback we've started putting the stadium calendar of stadium-wide events on the uh, on our website so folks can see you know most of the feedback we get is hey we understand that it's a stadium and then when you have these full stadium events it impacts us but things that uh, outside of navy football that may not be on everyone's radar sure we need to know about for example the annapolis 10 miler okay well hey i know that if i need to run errands i either got to do it after or, or whatever 10 o'clock so, in the morning or so, yeah chet's very good at wanting to push that information out listening to those concerns trying to do everything that we can to alleviate or eliminate a lot of those understanding that again you know the air force game we're going to have thirty-eight thousand people here but uh, again you know the neighbors have been good about that saying hey we know about those events yeah. you know, keep us in the loop on let us have a conduit to find out about find out about these other the events. other ones sure and then also uh, a conduit that we can reach out and pick up the phone and make a phone call right Right, and bonus for them, they get to they get to sell their parking. There are so many different places that you can have events here. I mean, you've got, uh, like I say, this, the the Ackerson Tower. You've got the Admiral Lawrence Banquet Facility, Banquet Facility, which is, can be gigantic or it can be fairly small. Yeah, so we, it's it's uh, one big room or it can be subdivided into two third space, one third space, three separate spaces. It's, it's multifunctional. We've got a full service kitchen down there. We've got a catering company that that runs that facility for us. We've got a list of preferred caterers that can operate and our other hospitality spaces. You know, we've got the Jaeger Pavilion and the Mentor Pavilion uh, as well in Main and Market here in Annapolis. Do, you know, does My a lot favorite of place for brunch. For yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Land and Sea Catering uh, does events out here. Mission Barbecue right. does a number of events out here. So between Bo Brooks that runs our banquet facility and our preferred caterers, we've got any number of options and combinations of food and beverage for any type of event, uh, a lot of people have the misconception that you've got to be associated with the Naval Academy or you have to be in the Navy or the military to uh, rent space out here. And that's not the case. You know, we are, uh, we do a, quite a few civilian events out here and we're open for any type of event. I mean, I, I remember seeing pictures of a, of a wedding reception held here and they were just uh, Navy football fans. I knew neither of them had any connection to the academy or the military. They were they just wanted to get married here. Yes. Maybe they may they may have met here or something like that. I'm not absolutely sure. And we do. In fact, I think uh, Chris Morgenthaler, our, our uh, associate AD for marketing, was telling me, I believe that we are going to have a wedding reception at one of our games. I believe she said the Holy Cross game. There will be a wedding reception taking place during the game in a, uh, I believe, up in one of our class ring areas. So, oh, very so cool. So we do have, yeah, I thought, I thought that was cool. Uh, very two cool. football fans. But, uh, you know, and, and there's really virtually no place in the stadium that you could not look for look to for an event, depending on the size of your person. I mean, you we, you host the world's largest crab feast, is what they call it. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, every you know, year. My, my wife and I were fortunate enough to go to that. You know, we've got a long-standing, that predates me, relationship with the Annapolis Rotary. Rotary Club that runs that event. And then we also have a long-standing relationship with the Parole Rotary Club that does all the game day parking right. here for football games. And the neat thing about both of those clubs is all of the money that they raise goes back into the community right and so uh you know we're, we're very happy to partner with both of those rotary clubs it's the original recycling yes absolutely <laughs> take and, it out uh, there well i'll tell you bill gibbons who's the senior associate athletic director for operations and championships i thank you for your time this afternoon to find out about renting their 
possibly running the facility or parts of it, NavySports.com would get you started. Yes, there. go to the staff directory and uh, look up, uh, look me up, and my uh, email and phone numbers in there. You can reach out. As you mentioned, we do. You, you, you basically hit the nail on the head. There's no part of the stadium that is not available to rent for the appropriate or the right event. Right. Navy home opener, the 31st of August, 3.30, Holy Cross, right here at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. We'll be stadium. here before we know it, looking at the long-term weather. Uh, we were talking about the heat earlier. The heat's going to break this weekend, and we're hoping next weekend will be a nice Saturday, August late August Saturday here in Annapolis for the football game. So uh, please come on out. And also looking forward to 2020. It's a little bit of a unique game. We play Notre Dame every year on an agreement that goes back back to World War II, I believe. And in 2020, they're going to be taking on Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland again. Yes. Uh, be the, actually, I think it's the third time that we've played them over in Ireland. The second time in my time frame here at Aviva Stadium where we played them in 2012. So we'll open the season with them next year. In Dublin, for the those of you that went to that game in 2012, you know, heard a lot of great stories about it. A number of Navy, the and, best stories uh, you probably didn't hear anything about. Yeah, yeah the best stories. <laughs> a lot of Navy and Notre Dame fans went over there. Thirty-five thousand uh, Navy and Notre Dame fans went over there, and from an economic impact for the city of Dublin and the country of Ireland, it was huge, but great venue, looking forward to that, to uh, playing the Irish in Dublin. And if you've ever had an inkling to go to Ireland, that would probably be a perfect uh, week to oh, do absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. You can, you can uh, tie your Irish vacation into uh, Navy Notre Dame. Um, and, ra- and wrapping up the season at the very end, it's not going to happen here again. It's up in Philadelphia again this year on in the second Saturday in December up at the Army-Navy game. Yes, the Army-Navy game, again, at Lincoln Financial Field, which, uh, you know, we always say we've played the game in other locations, but Philadelphia is truly the home of the Army-Navy game. Looking forward to going up there again. It's a great venue. The Eagles staff uh, do a great job. The city of Philadelphia rolls out the red carpet. The people of Philadelphia as well. So it's uh, we always look forward to it. A lot of people don't realize the... Uh, amount of planning and logistics that are involved with it. We start planning that game. Typically, we'll play this game in December. We'll start planning the next game in January. We, I would, I we, would think uh, at least. have monthly meetings and phone calls uh, with our counterparts at Army and the uh, uh, and then they are moving it up in, I think, 2021. They're moving up to Meadowlands, aren't yes, they? Uh, Which is probably not called Meadowlands anymore. Well, uh, MetLife <laughs> Stadium, Metropolitan Life Stadium, uh, in the anniversary of 9-11. We, again, are longtime fans. We remember back in 2010, we played in Notre Dame there right. uh, and won that game. So uh, last time we were up there, uh, we, we beat Notre Dame. It's a great venue. It's a great location. The Army-Navy game has, over the years, been played at the Meadowlands, not at this stadium, but the old right. Meadowlands Stadium. Right. So. We're looking forward to that. Uh, the uh, folks up at MetLife Stadium do a great job, and it'll be a great event uh, in 2021. Well, it's kind of neat that, it's, that Army-Navy ships around a little bit, not too much. I mean, sort of centric to Philadelphia. I know it's been here at uh, FedEx Field several years ago, and then um, there's been some talk about moving out to San Diego at one point, but I don't know how that's... And then we did two <laughs> years in Baltimore. That's, that's in, right. Uh, uh, 16 and 18, or 15 and 17. That's, that's right. Uh, but so we, we, we have moved it around. We did it at FedEx in uh, 2011, and all great venues. Uh, you know, we do move it around a little, and but the, the center of it all is in Philadelphia. Before we go, what's your prediction on the season? Uh, my prediction is we're going to see a uh, uh, we're going to see a turnaround. I, I'm saying uh, I'm going to go with eight and four. Eight and four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to be bowl eligible. Going to be bowl eligible. Uh, can't tell you which bowl we go to. <laughs> Would love to have them. 
would love to have Navy back here in the uh, uh, military bowl. The military bowl, but that was the last bowl we've been in. I bet those guys would like to travel a little bit. But I think that we'll see a turnaround. Uh, I think that yeah, and we'll start it. The road to becoming uh, winning those eight games will start next Saturday with Holy Cross. Fantastic. Again, August 31st, 3.30. Tickets are still available, NavySports.com. If you've never been to a Navy football game, definitely get out. Experience Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. Learn what you can about it. Learn about the battles that are written up on the up on the walls and on the stanchions. Look at what the pavilions mean and what they signify. Have a great time. And we're going to see you at Navy football this year, 8-4. and four. I'll talk to you in December on that one. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, John. Thanks for coming out. This has been an update from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.